Straight out of context. For God so loved the world, I can do all things through Christ. Behold, I stand at the door and I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. God's not wishing for any to perish, for by his wounds you were healed. I pray that you may all prosper and be in good health. Where there is no vision, the people perish. Ask and it will be given. Seek and you will find. Knock and it shall be opened to you. Judge not that you be not judged. Train up a child in the way he should go and an eye for an eye. Repent and be baptized. We're just lifting up the name. If you ask me anything in my name, if my people who are called by my name. You know, you've heard these verses. Do you know what they mean? Straight out of context. We're starting right now. Your weekly hermeneutical podcast. And welcome to Straight Out of Context, your weekly podcast about hermeneutics, biblical interpretation, or just some plain verses that are often taken out of context. As we get this podcast started over the next few weeks, I want to just take a little bit of time to get our listeners updated and on the same page when it comes to biblical interpretation. Now, there's a lot of times where when I'm teaching, Someone will come up to me after a particular sermon or conference or a teaching lecture, and they'll say, you know, I've never heard anything quite like that. And they'll ask the question, how do you know that your interpretation is correct? Now, that's a wonderful question, and I think every person that teaches, especially those who teach Scripture, should be able to answer that question very directly. And here is the answer to that question. Number one, that well, I like to number things. So, number one, there's often times where there are passages in Scripture and there is a construction in the grammar, even in the translation, like the English, that it doesn't really make good sense in an easy way. It doesn't mean that it's not sensible or that it's not easy to read, but sometimes the construction of a sentence can be difficult. It can be very complex. And in those times, we have to really pay attention. We have to pay attention to what we call the context, which is the surrounding words, sentences, paragraphs, etc., that make up the particular passage we're looking at. But let's back to the point. Let's say that I'm teaching out of John 3, and in verse 16, that everyone knows, For God so loved the world that he gave the only Son that he had, that whoever is believing in him should not perish but have eternal life. That's what it says, but it might not be exactly what it says in your Bible. It may say something like this, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have eternal life. They might say, well, that's different. Well, it's actually not. It actually says the exact same thing. The difference is, is the style of English. One is an older English fused in with a contemporary English, and the other is a more literal translation of what the Greek New Testament would say in the majority text. So when we think about this, we need to understand that we might see a sentence or a phrase, and it may literally be saying what it's saying, but in its context, the meaning needs to be understood within its context. So, for example, if we understand John 3, I'm not going to go through that entire text. We're going to do several shows on that particular passage. But if we go through John 3 and we see that God loved the world, we see the word for God so loved the world. Let's just take that for a moment. People sometimes would say, well, you know, there, there, there's how, that's how God loves. That's how God loves the world. He loves the world so. 
much that he gave. But the Bible doesn't say that. The Bible says, for God so loved the world. That means how he loved, not how much he loved. And you might say, well, now you're reading into the text. No, think of it this way. How do you do a particular type dance? Or how does that song go? Or do you remember the lyrics to that song? And you can answer, the dance goes like so. The lyrics are like so. So, for God so loved the world. This is how he loved that he gave his son. Now, we won't get into the context of all of that right now, but that's just an example for you to get the idea of how biblical interpretation should be done. It's not what we think, and it's not what we feel. It's what it's actually saying. It's actually what the Bible is trying to say within its context. And something else that we need to understand, too, and this is a, a, a specific issue that we'll deal with on a particular show, we need to understand that just because the Bible reveals something in the narrative, for example, like slavery being normative, or, for example, some of the Old Testament actions that we saw, uh, like in Sodom and Gomorrah, where the gentleman would be willing to throw out his daughters to those mobsters. You might say, oh, the Bible teaches that. No, the Bible's not teaching or validating these actions. The Bible is narrating these actions. It actually took place. So therefore, we are not to subject what is moral or ethical or legal or good based on the fact that it's actually in the Bible. For the Bible would call those types of things evil and wicked. I hear this a lot. When it comes to interpreting Scripture, we don't say, well, the Bible tells about it, so therefore we must just follow after it. Well, the Bible tells about a lot of evil things that men and women have done, but it also shows us that the wrath of God is going to come on all unrighteousness. So there is no escape, even if we follow after what the Bible illustrates. If we sin in doing so, we are guilty of sin, and that's something that we need to be very aware of when we talk about what the Bible means. But back to the point that I was talking about originally in this podcast today is that when people say, how do you know that your interpretation is correct, except for those ex you know areas where it's a little bit hard to understand, for the most part, I can say that's because if we read this, this is exactly what the Bible is saying. When I ask people to back up a couple of verses or a couple of paragraphs or maybe at the beginning of a, of, a, of a thought or a chapter in a particular passage of Scripture, and I ask them to read it out loud to me, they usually answer their question right away. So the best way to interpret the Bible in the beginning is to learn to read it in its entirety, in its context. Now, that doesn't mean you start in Genesis and go to the Revelation or to the maps, but it means that if you want to understand what John 3 teaches, you need to read John. That's right. You need to read the Gospel of John. If you want to know what it means in Romans 10... When the scripture says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God had raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. If you want to know what that means and interpret it correctly, then you must read the words that get up to the point where Paul is making that argument. That means you need to read the letter to the Romans. You need to understand the context of that book. 
As we begin these times together each week, I want you to have this in mind. We're going to go through some details and some technical issues of learning hermeneutics, and we will do so as we continue. Thank you. This is all we have time for today. Straight out of context. Thank you for listening. My name is James, and I'm your host of Straight Out of Context. You can learn more about our ministry at gracetruth.org. And Straight Out of Context and Are You Listening, as well as Theology Answers, are all ministries of Grace Truth Church. That's gracetruth.org.